When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. What is going on, people? We got another week of waiver wires, so let's get right down to it as to who you need to target because with week three, now it's kind of the uh, weeding period uh, time where some managers are looking to tap out. If they go 0-3, you know the folks we're talking about here, the folks that just bought in, were hoping that they'd have a good season, had a couple of injuries, and are about to quit. So this is the important time to take advantage of. So you get the waiver wire pickups. You can start putting some managers uh, out of their misery early and uh, take advantage of your leagues. Because, uh, like I said, there are some managers who are going to quit. There are some managers who are already making panic trades. And there are some managers who are just going to keep offering you trade offers that don't make a lick of sense for you. But somehow they think that you're in the business of helping their team. So anyway... Uh, let's get right down to it as to who you need to pick up. So, of course, everyone is talking about Fitzmagic. Y- you know, it is impossible to ignore at this point. Ryan Fitzpatrick is putting on an absolute show, and he's still available in waivers in over 50% of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. He is the number one waiver wire target if you don't have production coming out of your QB spot. I'm looking at Matt Ryan. I'm looking at uh, Matthew Stafford. If you took him in double-digit rounds, you don't have to be beholden to the QB you selected if you waited double-digit rounds. This is why you wait double-digit rounds, so you have a talented roster enough around you that you can absorb streaming QBs. Now, even for some of the top QBs that you drafted within the first five rounds, Deshaun Watson's not putting up the numbers that you were looking for. Drew Brees was missing a ton of targets on uh, uh, Sunday. So you're seeing areas where guys uh, definitely could use a little bit of a boost. Uh, Garoppolo had a little bit of a bounce back game, but not quite where you still want him to be at. And Tom Brady, again, it was Jacksonville's defense, so 
you shouldn't have been expecting that much from Tom Brady week two. But again, this is a part of the reason why you have to kind of look at the matchup to see what makes sense and what you can do on waivers. And this is one of those situations where you got teams that have a couple of tricky matchups uh, coming up. So why not take a look at Fitzpatrick? It, you know, there were worse things in the world than taking Ryan Fitzpatrick right now because if he can put up four touchdowns against the Eagles' defense, which is still remains very stout, you got to ride the wave. So as long as he's got the hot hand going, you ride it. Sooner or later, he will turn into a pumpkin. But for this brief window in time, you need to actually consider rostering him unless you have an elite quarterbacking option like Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Brady. You know, you have to at least consider playing Ryan Fitzpatrick over some of these other starters because they're not getting the job done right now. So this is about getting as many wins early as you can because, as I said, you're trying to put pressure on certain teams to make a panic move or just uh, give up on their team outright. So we talked about Fitzmagic already, uh, So and we'll get into it a little bit further because Pittsburgh's defense is terrible, but I want to start with the guy that should be picked up this week, and you can put out at least 20 to $25 if you have free agency acquisition budget, or if you've got a major injury, it, maybe you put out a little bit more, but... You know, I, I cap it at 25. But the, the player I'm talking about here is Giovanni Bernard of the Bengals. Joe Mixon's out for at least two weeks and possibly a month with a knee injury. Uh, so he already had the arthroscopic procedure. So to me, Bernard is the play here without question. Uh, Bernard is going to be getting at least 17 to 20 touches a game and predominantly uh, because he's been featured as a pass-catching back, by adding the running element to him, he can get you a nice salary floor of at least 15 to 16 points, which makes him a back-end running back one. So while, again, not as dynamic as Mixon, he ain't that far off. So the biggest thing with Bernard is getting that kind of production long-term because his body can't really hold up being a number one uh, back but the simple fact of the matter is this is only a temporary issue with Mixon being out so take advantage of it while you can so spend the money on Bernard Uh, I wouldn't go crazy uh, but uh, given the fact that Bernard is owned in less than 30% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues this is a no brainer here so Bernard is the play uh, and uh, be prepared to have it pay up for him, especially if you're a uh, mixing owner, because it could get a little bit dicey. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, Is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. 
the other ad here would be Buck Allen of uh, the uh, of the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Kenneth Dixon's out, and Alex Collins just ain't getting it done. Uh, so as long as that's happening, uh, you're gonna have to look at other options here. So it's a case where, you know, realistically, Buck Allen is not gonna go crazy for you. But, you know, you can still get seven to eight points a week. And if he falls into the end zone, even better. But, you know, Alex Collins, you know, I was dubious of him being ranked in the fourth round because I thought uh, Buck Allen or Kenneth Dixon were just as good options. So this could have turned into a committee situation. And it already has devolved into that. So uh, I would be downgrading Collins. Buck Allen uh, would be a waiver wire ad. Neither one of them's uh, uh, a true running back two option, in my opinion. They're more, they're closer to a flex option uh, in most weeks. But uh, it's still, given the fact that running back hasn't uh, distanced themselves quite yet, uh, you may end up having to kind of go down that route. Next option here would be Theo Riddick. Uh, you know. I talked about Philip Lindsay last week. Uh, hopefully, folks added him. If not, Philip Lindsay uh, is already gone more than likely uh, because someone higher up in the waiver wire chain is going to grab him uh, because that was another uh, committee situation that developed out of nowhere where Royce Freeman no longer is uh, getting uh, the touches that he was initially presumed to have. So, uh, a similar situation's uh, beginning to emerge in Detroit where LeGarrette Blunt's not getting on the field. Uh, Amir Abdullah's not getting activated. So, you got on Johnson getting some running back carries. But it's Theo Riddick who's getting a lot of the touches out of the Detroit backfield. Uh, Riddick is catching passes. He's essentially a third wide receiver. So, it, if anything, it kind of downgrades Kenny Galladay. Uh, who I'll talk about as well on the wide receiver end of things. But, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, targets, uh, Theo Riddick had nine targets uh, last week So against uh, the 49ers. So uh, the for, uh, given the performance against San Francisco, he's going up against a New England team that, again, gives up a ton of passing yards to running backs. I mean, they, they were having trouble dealing with T.J. Yeldon. So, I, I look at it as a case where uh, Riddick, you know what you're going to get. You're not getting a true running back, but in a PPR format, and even half PPR, but especially in full point PPR, uh, Riddick makes a ton of sense right now. Uh, out Johnson is not getting the pass catching reps, so uh, you can you can add a Riddick again in your lineup. Said I think uh, uh, most folks have uh, caught on to that fact. Now, this last suggestion here is completely arbitrary because it depends on how uh, the injury report uh, comes out. But given the fact that Darren Sproles was uh, dealing with a hamstring issue and Jay Ajayi is dealing with a back issue, Corey Clement becomes the lead back for the Philadelphia Eagles by default uh, due to injury. So... Uh, Clement would be someone that I'd be looking at as a running back two option if both uh, Sproles and Ajayi are ruled out for Sunday's game because of the fact that 
uh, Clement's going to get all the touches and going to get the pass catching uh, opportunities that uh, Sproles gets as well. So uh, he's going to have a nice varied approach in the Eagles offense, even though it doesn't uh, feature a ton of running. And although Carson Wentz is returning, I don't think they're going to be doing a, a ton of read options where he's sprinting out uh, by himself. So I think a lot of the uh, work falls upon uh, Clement uh, in the run game. So if uh, there are a couple of injuries to that, uh, that would be an ideal situation to play Clement and get double-digit points from your fantasy running back. So moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Kenny Galladay uh, is someone I'd be looking at uh just because I know some folks were getting a little frustrated with uh, the Detroit situation. So I, I take a hard look at Galladay if he's available in your league. Uh, another option here would be John Brown. Uh, I talked about him in the sleeper post uh, a few weeks ago uh, for the pre uh, season preview. Uh, John Brown's healthy right now, folks. So as long as John Brown is healthy, hey, you got an opportunity with Flacco throwing deep balls to him. Uh, the question is, when is John Brown going to get injured? Uh, I mean, usually it, uh, it takes about a month or so before he starts going down with nagging injuries. Uh, this year should be no different. But uh, for the time being, if you need wide receiver help and uh, need a win uh, this week, uh, as I said, uh, take a hard look at John Brown because that, that could definitely set you up uh, moving forward. Uh, another wide receiver to consider would be Devontae Parker, who's returning from injury uh, to the Miami Dolphins uh, roster. So uh, Parker should be good to go. He missed the first two weeks of the year, obviously, uh, but uh, should still have enough juice to get things done uh, uh, over the uh, week, uh, over the uh, next uh, week or so. Uh, because, uh, again, Parker's going to be slotted alongside Kenny Still. So Parker has improved even marginally over his route running skills, there should be passes underneath and vertically up top that uh, he could take advantage of the defense uh, focusing on Kenny Stills and uh, do what he needs to do in the air because high-pointing the ball uh, is supposed to be one of his strong suits. He hasn't been able to showcase that much recently, but uh, that is uh, something that uh, he is known for. So moving on and, you know, kind of looking at it from the perspective of what's the overall play here from a waiver perspective. Is it to address uh, technical issues or structural issues on the team? Uh, my thought process is, is that given the week that Pat Mahomes had, you can start looking at uh, leveraging him into a trade to upgrade a player and grab someone off waivers to solidify your bench uh, for the players that you're losing out on. So, again, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would, you know, if you already had him from last week, you can ride him for a few more wins or you can uh, uh, ship him out and uh, uh, get some marginal uh, draft picks. But my my strategy is always uh well not draft picks but at least um back end roster spots or uh at least the top tier 
uh, player. But like the the uh, the long and short of it is, is that when you're making those t- kinds of moves, you have to have waiver wire targets in mind to use to supplement your bench, and that that's the biggest key uh, in dealing with waivers. So again, the Fitzpatrick uh, experience. You can look to move some QBs like Cousins uh, or Roethlisberger. Like you can move those guys and still fill out your roster with a streamable Q, uh, line of QBs throughout the rest of the year if you need to upgrade a skill position because you got an injury to your top wide receiver or running back. So uh, that's the way I would go about it uh, in my uh, my opinion, because uh, you got to try to address the, the pressing need of getting the W first and then think about, like, long-term, how, how you manage uh, certain folks. Okay, so a couple of thoughts here as well to keep in mind uh, due to injuries or uh, questionable things that you see on the injury report. So you got Larry Fitzgerald with an injured hamstring. You know, it's a terrible matchup. Against the Bears. Another guy that you have to be worried about is LaShawn McCoy. An even worse matchup against uh, coming up uh, against the Vikings. Again, Josh Allen can't throw. The accidental racist cannot throw. The Peterman is his backup. They're going to stack the box. And LaShawn McCoy is going to have nowhere to go. So if you got Fitz, if you got Shady, you have to bench both of them. It's like, even though they're some of the most reliable guys most weeks, these are two matchups you want no part of. So I, I'm i just saying it right now. It's like, again, the reason why you need to start thinking about these waiver wire players is to make sure you don't uh, find yourself in a really bad spot. So, uh, again, another fo- uh, person that you have to keep an eye out for is Jarvis Landry. Uh, they say he's been limited by a knee injury, so it, it, you're gonna have to kind of monitor the news reports for how the practices are going. Because if uh, Landry cannot go at full strength, then uh, Antonio Callaway is without question uh, the way to go here. And I'm not believing Hugh Jackson for a second here when they say they need to give more touches to Duke Johnson. They brought in Carlos Hyde. And Nick Chubb for a reason. They're trying to phase out Duke Johnson. They brought in these other receivers to phase out Duke Johnson. So as much as I like Duke Johnson, it's more of a luxury player to have than an actual need player. So, uh, you know, from an actual football standpoint, they probably would have been better off trading Duke Johnson. However, I get it from the standpoint of if anyone goes down, Duke Johnson is a nice luxury player to have to plug and play. So, from a fantasy perspective, Duke Johnson's in a, in a tough spot because, uh, realistically, uh, he's not going anywhere. So, at the end of the day, you've got to try to make a, a decision for yourself of how you're going to manage your roster. And, as it stands, Duke Johnson is the odd man out in Cleveland. And, you know, if uh, Jarvis Landry is hampered in any way, Antonio Callaway uh, who was already upgraded because of the Josh Gordon news? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, because that uh, that cut news came after my waiver wire picks last uh, week. Uh, you know, Callaway was already grabbed uh, in basically every league after that, so you know that was a no brainer. 
Uh, speaking of which, uh, the fact that Josh Gordon was traded to the Patriots, that creates an interesting quandary because I think in about three weeks, Chris Hogan's going to be next to useless on your roster because Edelman will be back. Philip Dorsett's played well. You know, Chris Hogan will ultimately settle into the Danny, uh, the Danny Amendola role of being an absolute ghost for five weeks or so, then show up in one game because the other team forgets to strategize for him, and then he'll make some plays. But New England's just going to stash him on the roster. because So you have to monitor this Josh Gordon situation closely because if Josh Gordon picks up the playbook and starts playing in, the magic number for snaps for Josh Gordon is if he can break 40 snaps with the Patriots. If he breaks 40 snaps with the Patriots within the first two weeks, uh, then Hogan's in deep, deep doo-doo. There's no getting around it. So the magic number is 40 snaps. So you can check different websites to get snap counts on teams, but that's the magic number. Because if uh, Josh Gordon can get in the playbook and he, and he can start out with a n- number around 40, that means he's going to acclimate and get even more snaps uh, during the year. So he'll get into the 50 and 60 range, so he'll be a full-time starter. But if he can get in that 40 range then you you better be worried if you're if you're a Chris Hogan owner. So I would say for those of you who drafted Chris Hogan early, uh, because of the Edelman suspension, you know, there's even more reason to be concerned now because that playing time was already gonna get cut because of Edelman coming back. But with Josh Gordon now in the mix for New England, Hogan owners have to be thinking about uh, including him in trades and hoping someone accepts them because again, that player that you're valuing right now, it's not going to be worth a whole lot in a couple of weeks if it goes the way it could go down uh, for New England because they traded him with a specific purpose in mind to replace Brandon Cooks. And, you know, having that option out there is more of a decoy than anything else, but guess what? It's an effective decoy. So he's going to get snap counts, and you're not bumping Edelman for Hogan. So, Again, Hogan's going to be the odd man out more often than not because Dorsett is already taking hold with some of the crossing routes. So I, I definitely feel as though this is a case where, uh, again, if you're a Chris Hogan owner, you got to start thinking about uh, trade scenarios uh, to offload, uh, offload him because uh, his value uh, could come crashing down in short notice. And finally, the one thing that I'm going to chirp about is... Yes, we all love the story of Fitzmagic. However, do not go overboard with dumping a quality QB to bring in Fitzmagic. That's the only thing I'll say. If If you're taking a guy like Cousins and dumping him, no. That's not what you should be doing. If you're taking someone like Marcus Mariota or Alex Smith... Yes, feel free to dump them for uh, Fitzmagic because those guys don't nearly have enough upside to justify the lack of production thus far. So, uh, again, you know, just time and place kind of gauging what the market can bear out. So, without much further ado, I will unveil the new intro for Fitzmagic's new show coming out on the CW or your local affiliates wherever programming is aired 
after 4 a.m. Saturday morning into Sunday morning at your local television stations coming in 2019, here's Fitzmagic, the legendary waiver wire stories. This is the story of a time not so long ago. A time of hysteria and panic when starting QBs were inconsistent and underperforming and they plagued fantasy owners with suffering. Only one journeyman dared to challenge their status. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic possessed a recklessness the world had rarely seen. A recklessness surpassed only by the manliness of his chest hair. He bounced around the NFL landscape battling regression to the mean and Lady Luck, the mistress to Tom Brady, the all-powerful goat of QBs. But wherever there was injury or suspension, whenever an owner needed someone on waivers, there would be Fitzmagic. Starring Ryan Fitzpatrick as Fitzmagic. Also starring Blake Bortles as Balake Bortles. In Fitzmagic, the legendary waiver wire stories. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Wise and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position.